0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. In today's message, we're going to explore Jesus' warning to His disciples to not be a religious show-off, and why it's important to play for an audience of one. We hope you will continue to listen.
1: We are beginning a new sermon series entitled, What Jesus Says. We're going to examine uh, Matthew chapter 6 and 7 from Christ's Sermon on the Mount. And today we'll listen in to what Jesus says about how not to be religious. So I hope you'll stay with us, because Jesus has something important to say to you today. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Almighty and merciful God, we thank you for giving us your holy word. We thank you for the Sermon on the Mount. Today we ask that you would help us to better understand it and apply it in our day-to-day lives. We believe your word is true and your truth sets us free, and it's in the name of Jesus we ask your help in this. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven, Jesus said. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, Whenever you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. They think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they dis. Figure their faces so as to show others that they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Dear friends, a new attorney had just opened up his office first day of practice he saw the outer door opening as he was settling in and he thought oh good a new client i've got to impress him so he picked up his telephone and said to the imaginary person on the other end of the line no i'm very sorry i can't take your case not even for a thousand dollars i'm just too busy then he replaced the receiver looked up at the person in the doorway and now what can i do for you he asked briskly nothing really was a reply I'm here to connect your telephone. Oops. We laugh at a story like that because we love to see show-offs get humbled. See, no one appreciates a show-off who is constantly looking for attention or trying to impress others, including God. That's what Jesus is saying to his disciples in today's passage. He counsels them, don't be religious show-offs as my followers. Listen to that opening statement again, beware, which means take caution, warning sign, beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. The word piety is talking about your spiritual practices, whether it be worship or prayer, talking about your devotional life. Uh, The word that's used there is actually in the Greek righteousness, which is appropriate because in the first part of the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, Jesus has been talking to his disciples about exercising a moral and ethical righteousness as citizens of the kingdom of God that's different from the world's standards. And now we see him talking about a religious righteousness piety. He says, don't be religious show-offs, putting on a performance to impress other people. He actually picks out three important things from the religious practices of the Jewish faith. Talks about giving alms, which is charitable giving, and talks about praying, and also about fasting. In regard to alms, he says, so whenever you give alms, which as I said, as charitable gifts, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Notice, first of all, that Jesus says whenever you give, not if you give. It sounds to me like he expects his followers to be doing these sorts of things, to be generous givers, to help the poor. He says, when you do that, don't be like the hypocrites. The word hypocrite means literally actor, spiritual pretender of sorts. Don't be like those actors. They blow their own horn for everyone to see and praise as they give those gifts of mercy. They're showing off. They're going for the applause of others. We shouldn't be too hard on those hypocrites because we still like to blow our horn a little bit now and then, even today, like to see our names listed with things we've financially supported or have people recognize us for something good that we've done for someone else or be listed on the charities that we've been given to and recognized for that my college magazine lists the big givers in each publication. We like that. We ranks them. And when it comes to your praying, Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites. They love standing on the street corners or at the synagogue to be seen by others as you pray. As they pray. Uh, you see, the Jews were big on prayer. They had set times of the day for prayer. When they got out of bed and when they went to bed, they would pray the great Shema. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, and mind. And then there were set prayer times during the day, 9 a.m., noon, and 3 p.m. Now, this is how it would work if you wanted to pick up a reputation for being a person of prayer, holy, pious, pious. just go down to the marketplace during those hours or on the steps of the synagogue, and when it, the hour strikes, then start praying. Raise those arms up, and you've got yourself a great audience to watch you perform. But behind that kind of piety lurks pride and ego. What they're really wanting was the applause of others around them for people to say, look how uh, devoted these people are, how devout they are. I wish I had that kind of discipline in my life. We know from other parts of the Gospels that Jesus was actually describing the Pharisees as he talked about the hypocrites. These were the super-religious men of his day. They were constantly... uh, challenging Jesus, and Jesus was constantly prodding them about their hypocrisy. This kind of Phariseeism, though, can still be found in the Christian church today. As uh, religious practices are put to work, some people go to church, perhaps, to gain a reputation in the community for being a good person, a person that's religious, Sometimes I've heard people that have been boasting about uh, their devotional life before others. How much time they put into studying God's word. And we we see on television politicians even do this. they eh? Show up at church in order to gain votes. Oh, and by the way, Jesus said, don't be like the pagans. Either who heap one empty phrase upon another and pray these long drawn out prayers in hopes of somehow moving the gods to do their will. That may impress people, he said, but not, this isn't for you. Don't go looking for reviews, in other words, such as, what an eloquent prayer person you are. What a prayer warrior. You have such a way with words, I wish I could pray like that. Jesus said, that's not the way to do it. Finally, Jesus touches on the subject of fasting, which means going without food for periods of time, which was a spiritual practice, still a spiritual practice today. So whenever you fast, don't look dismal, like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. It's almost kind of a comical description here. This sour looks on these hypocrites' faces, they could really put on a show. They uh, made it into a theater. They made a point of looking as miserable as they could. S- sour look on their face, not bathing, unkept hair, ashes, down over their faces, they would just let themselves go and you couldn't miss them. Mondays and Thursdays were routine fast days for the Pharisees and on those days they would put on a benefit performance for their own benefit. Now Jesus says in regards to these types, truly I tell you, these hypocritical givers and prayers and they have received their reward in full, which is people's applause and admiration, getting attention. But that's as far as it goes. There's no reward for them from your Father in Heaven. Why is that? Because, you see, the attitude of the heart is all-important here. The motivation They're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, with the wrong motives. They're doing it for self glorification. And this life with God is not about your glory, but God's. What Jesus is saying is this is how not to be religious. But then he goes on and he says there's an alternative. There's the kingdom of God way to exercise your religious righteousness as you give alms and pray and fast. You play for an audience, all right, but it's for an audience of one. God is the only one who matters. You do these things to please him, to bring pleasure to him out of love for all that he has done for you. I mean, look what he's done for us at the cross. He gave us on Jesus to die, pay for our sins. He's loved us first. So when it comes to giving, we have a different attitude. Jesus says we do it differently here in the kingdom. We don't do it before others to impress them with your generosity. We do it quietly, secretively. We do good things sometimes without looking for anybody to even notice. It happening. You Don't even do it before yourself when he says your left hand should know what your right hand is doing. No self-congratulation even, patting yourself on the back. Boy, am I a good guy. No, he says your giving is for God's eyes alone to please him, to show love, and to participate with him in caring for the poor as you share the blessings he's already poured into your life and he said this is how my followers pray go into your room shut the door and pray to your father who is in that secret place actually waiting to welcome you pray with pure motives communing with your father with the attitude of i just want to spend time with you father no sideways glances at who might be watching it's just you and god no concern about sounding religious enough before others it's Just you and God in conversation, you expressing your love and your worship and your trust towards him. I love this story, I came across, it's told about uh, during the presidency of Lyndon B. Johnson, Bill Moyers, the president's press secretary, who happened to also be a Baptist minister, was asked to offer the mealtime prayer. He began by praying quietly. President Johnson became irritated and interrupted him. Pray louder, he said. The press secretary looked up and replied, I'm sorry, sir, but I wasn't addressing you. Now, Jesus is not saying he's opposed to public prayer. He prayed in public. He's simply opposed to the motives, which are making an impression upon others and getting applause for self. How do kingdom people fast? Jesus says, here's how we do it, quietly and secretly. Instead of looking like a mess, clean yourself up. Put some oil in your hair and comb it and put a smile on your face and wash your face and look good so that your fasting in secret may be seen by your Father in heaven. We're not sure much about the fasting these days. There's not a lot of talk about it. Yet we know that Jesus fasted 40 days in the wilderness. And he talked of when his disciples should fast. And Paul and others in the early church fasted fasting has something to do with penitence, humbling ourselves before God. It's also fasting in prayer, we see it's humbly seeking God's direction or blessing or it's also a self-discipline to increase our self-control over our own bodies, learning to rely on God to keep us going. It's, for some, a means to share with the hungry, to not only identify with them, but give away the cost of the meals that you skip to feed others. But the important thing is, it's done for God's eyes only. I found this great story written by Kevin Miller He says, a friend of mine named Joe was an executive who did a lot of business traveling. And one day when Joe was on a flight, he commented to himself, I can't believe this flight crew. They are the most attentive, responsive flight crew that I've ever seen. So toward the end of the flight, he stopped one of the flight crew members and said, excuse me, I don't mean to bother you, but I fly a lot. And I've never seen a flight crew like this. You're the most engaged, enthusiastic, service oriented flight crew I've ever seen the female flight attendant got a little smile on her face as she bent down and whispered to my friend, Joe, thank you, sir. But for that, you can thank the woman seated back there in row 12B. She paused, nodded her head slightly towards that seat and continued. You see, sir, that woman in seat 12B is the head supervisor for all of the flight attendants for our airline. And she's on our flight. When we really know that God is in our midst, that he is on our flight, it has a profound way of changing the way we do things. We do it for his eyes. And Jesus says, that kind of piety has its rewards. Your father who sees in secret will reward you. He's not talking about salvation. That's a free gift. He's not talking about earthly rewards as the prosperity gospel preachers might tell you. He's talking about something like this, the reward of discovering the joy of giving to meet the needs of others and teaming up with God to make a difference. The reward of experiencing the truth of God's statement that it really is more blessed to give than receive. He's talking about the reward of Prayer being that blessed assurance of experiencing God's presence, communing with Him and growing closer to Him and getting direction from Him and sensing His nearness in your life. A friendship. In regards to fasting, perhaps the reward is the fruit of the Holy Spirit giving you more self-control as you learn to turn to God and draw strength from Him. You gain vision and God's direction for your life. But the point of all of this is, again, back to the beginning, don't be a religious show off as a kingdom person. Play for an audience of one. And here's the personal question I have for you. Which spectator matters to you the most? Other people or your heavenly father? We must choose our audience carefully because religion is not a performance. It is faithfulness to a person. Our God has loved us in Christ. Devotion is not acted out for display and applause. It's our private obedience meant for viewing by our Father in Heaven. In fact, in our giving and praying and fasting, we are to be in our majesty's secret service. We play for an audience of one. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, forgive us for those many times when we've been more concerned about impressing others instead of pleasing you. By the power of your Spirit, help us to live in such a way that in everything we think, do, or say, we bring glory and pleasure to you alone. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen.
0: You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to choose your audience carefully in your giving and praying and fasting. Christian Crusaders has been blessed throughout our 81-year history with generous and faithful listeners who have supported this ministry with their prayers and financial gifts. If you are able, please consider making a contribution to this ministry so we can continue to grow and serve our listeners with the good news of Jesus Christ on 29 stations across the globe. Memorial gifts, for instance, allow you to honor the memory of someone special to you while supporting Christian Crusaders' mission. Memorial gifts can be directed to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry dedicated to proclaiming the unadulterated Word of Jesus Christ to our world. If you know someone who might enjoy Christian Crusaders, please let them know about this program. They can find out more about this ministry as well as listen anytime from anywhere in the world on our website, www.christiancrusaders.org. Or feel free to contact us by mail or phone. Our mailing address is Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day and pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting today's service was the Rev. Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and speaker on Christian Crusaders since 2005. Christian Crusaders is now in its 81st year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.